show. It's episode 306, May 16th, 2022, and I'm joined once again by my guy, Kyle Klingman, up in Cedar Falls, Iowa. Kyle, how's your weekend? It was good, man. I know that uh, we're grinding into World Team Trials, had the last chance qualifier, which is that final spot to get into the World Team Trials and then to Final X, so it's uh, certainly a fun time of the year. Yeah. World Team Trials, like you said, this upcoming weekend. Is there anything that you're most excited about? Uh, I think just what's going to happen at 65 kilos on the, the men's freestyle side, that's always intriguing to me to see if we can get uh, get that guy that is going to get the, the first medal in that weight class since Bill Zadek. I think that's one of the, the ongoing storylines of the World Team Trials and what's going to happen there. So that'd be my number one to, to see who's going to come out of that and then how that person does at the World Championships. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, a, a little bit different setup this year. Um, when the weight classes where there's no returning world medalist, you're going to wrestle to the semifinals at World Team Trials this coming weekend in, in Iowa. And then those two competitors who would wrestle in the World Team Trials finals will move on and do a two out of three um, in Final X. And Final X is June 3rd in Stillwater, Oklahoma, and June 8th in New York City at the Hulu the Hulu Theater, I believe is what it's called. It's, it's at Madison Square Garden. They had beat the streets there. Um, gosh, was it three years ago now? Time flies. Yeah, it's been, it's been a weird couple of years yeah. in there. But um, but this is tied again with beat the streets. Um, and that's that's part of the reason for our guest today. Let's, let's bring him on. Brendan Buckley, he's the executive director at Beat the Streets. And uh, he joins us today from, I assume, New York City. How you doing, Brendan? Doing great. Doing great. Uh, we, we relocate. <coughs> we really located we're uh we're in new jersey these days but uh just a uh train ride away from from midtown manhattan where we'll soon be in just over three weeks for uh final x and our annual benefit yeah so explain explain the deal here it's final x and it's beat the streets um it's kind of a, a two-in-one event how did this come about what was what was um you know the the spark behind it you know we we looked at doing uh, the world team trials and I think it was last year or the year before um, last or no sorry last year was Olympic the, the year before that um, may have even looked at doing the, the trials but it was just it's a lot you know this year we were we split it with uh, uh, Stillwater with Oklahoma State and so that seemed to be the right blend because there's so many matches our event has traditionally been a two and a half roughly hour event where there's about 13 matches. That's sort of been the norm the last two, three years that we held it. Uh, as you mentioned, this is, it's been more than three years uh, since we had it at the Hulu theater, which is, I think the, the best arena, one of the coolest arenas for wrestling. There is not a bad seat in the house. Um, and uh, it was electric in 2019. So we were, I was talking with uh, USA Wrestling. You know, we are obviously incredibly strong partners. And so I had Rich Bender on the phone and um, Bill Zadek and Cody. And we were talking about, like, what is the right time for us to come back and have an event? Last year, it didn't make sense with the trials. Uh, you know, people didn't want to risk it becoming injured or, or anything like that relative to the trials. So we just took a pause. Um and so we, uh, I just asked the question, I was like, well, what if, so I was, when I was talking with them, 
say six plus months ago, it was, hey, can we, what's a good time for us to do our benefit? You know, maybe we go back to the format of a dual meet. Um, and what we found is, was it, one of the, the big difficulties and challenges is creating a card. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, are people going to agree when they know that you're going to see somebody two months later at, uh, at the trials? Um, are they going to risk getting injured? Are they, um, you know, since we've even tried to, ro- you know, change the weight class a little bit, maybe like an upper weight versus a lower weight. And then it was becoming challenging and it was looking like we were going to have to wait until July or August. And, you know, this is our largest fundraiser of the year. And we, we really needed the income for us to support our operations. And so I just asked the question, what about Final X? And then, you know, Bill was like, hey, that, that, that worked with me. People love wrestling in New York. Um, love supporting the mission and Rich was on board. And so we started having the conversation. Um, it's definitely a little bit different uh, with two sessions and 15 weight, you know, what would be a minimum of 30 uh, bouts. And then depending on how many go to uh, a third match. So the way it's going to be structured is at 2 PM, that's our first session. Uh, everybody will wrestle one round through Um Whereas I think in 18 or uh, 19, when they did Final X, it was uh, eight bouts wrestled until completion in the first session, and then seven bouts wrestled until completion uh, in the evening session. So I was there at Rutgers. I mean, that was a killer event. Um, And I was like, gee, this would be really cool for us to do this. And it's prestigious. And uh, so we just said, hey, let's run with it. So... um, there's certain things that are uh, a little bit easier. There's certain things that are a little bit more challenging. Uh, at the end of the day, um, we're very excited. Uh, and again, didn't have to worry about creating a card, which I like that idea. Um, and just the brand uh, value of Final X. And and the athletes love wrestling in New York. It's the biggest media, you know, one of the top two media uh, cities uh, in the country and, and certainly on the globe. And so um, as we started putting the pieces together, um, we just arrived to like, hey, we're going to do this. And and then kind of coordinated with Oklahoma State. Because again, we didn't want to do all the weights where we're doing a full weekend and then trying, you know, for us, the after party is very important. Um, that's certainly helps us with our fundraising. Uh, but that's also what makes this event so magical. I mean, you're rubbing elbows with the athletes, you're meeting their families, we're asking Burroughs kids at the event. I mean, it's like, you know, we're, we're just, I'm grateful to be at Beat the Streets and we're grateful for the opportunity. I mean, I think we we put on one of the most unique electrifying events in all of wrestling. Absolutely. Now, was it, is it in New York because it's tied to Beat the Streets or was it going to be in New York anyways and you guys are like, hey, let's 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 do a joint thing here? Uh, I mean, the whole thing was really kind of, it was anybody's guess. Um, <laughs> I, I went out and I connected as it was becoming more and more likely, you know, I connected with, uh, um, with Rich and, and, uh, Bill and Cody and, um, and, and so they, again, they loved having it in New York, but if we were, if Beat the Streets was going to host it, obviously it would be in New York City. Right. So we did kind of look at New Jersey too, a little bit, like. One of our contacts at um, who used to work at MSG, who's a big wrestling supporter, uh, is now at the Prudential Center. And so he loves, his name's Dylan Wanagiel. He's put on the 
grapple at the garden. He put on this event. So uh, that was certainly an option. Um, but we ended up just kind of, we had already done it at a, at a MSG at the Hulu theater. And so, you know, so many times it would be like, okay, Times Square, Grand Central, uh, Intrepid, Hulu, like, and then going back, just the rationale, we went indoors. I never wanted to experience the fear of us getting rained out of an event. I don't know that I've ever been so anxious. And then I could tell you about the whole slippage thing. We have figured that piece out, which is really, really interesting. So we could dive into that. But when we almost got rained out, it was Monday. I think our event was on Wednesday when we were at uh, uh, the South Street Seaport, you know, when Chimizo Burroughs wrestled and we had the most incredible backdrop of the yeah. Brooklyn Bridge. I mean, that was cool. And so on Monday, we had to make the call. Are we going to go indoors? I'm sorry, are we going to go outdoors? Weather forecast looks great. Or do we want to go indoors and save us the anxiety? We were the first major event uh, at what's called, it's actually called, um, it's Pier 17. Uh, and now it's become this major concert venue. It's a 10,000 foot deck. We were the first one. And so the indoor portion was a bit raw. And so I was like, I don't know, it might be a little dark. And so it, the weather looked great. It was like it wasn't even 12 hours later, man. The sky was black as night, black as black could be. And I was like, oh, no, this ain't good. <laughs> this is not good. It was raining up until like 11 a.m. that day. And then, oh, man, thankfully, the sky is cleared. And so the idea of going to Final X was, I'm sorry, to Hulu was two things. It was primarily the weather, but equally it was it was us being able to just make this event uh, more open to the masses because our, our standard ticket is a pretty, um, you know, it's, it's not a $50 ticket to get access to the after party. We're doing it in New York city. We're doing it at one of the world's most iconic venues. And so those tickets are generally like about a thousand bucks to get you a thousand to get your ticket to the, to the uh, match and the after party. And so we're like, Hey, we, we want to open this up as well. Um, and so now it's great. You know, people that are, able to purchase tickets and want to go to the after party because it's so unique um, are able to do that. But if someone just wants to watch uh, a match, they are also able uh, to do that. And so then, you know, we originally looked at having a, a cape to cover the, the back three sections. And then three weeks out, those tickets, we were going up on Ticketmaster because, you know, we could see, hey, and then all that they just started disappearing. And it was like, it was really cool. Like all of our staff would get on there and we were seeing it. And so we sold it out. I mean, we just, we didn't, we didn't know if we could sell it out. And then the matchups were really crucial. And so, you know, this is definitely, uh, we're promoting this event and hope we'll do so again. Um, it just, 2019 was just like, it was off the hook. It was incredible. So we, we trust we'll, we'll be able to do the same thing and we'll have such an incredible there's a lot of gravity to it now. First time in three years, back in New York City. Um, you know, guy, everyone is competing again. There's no vaccine mandate. Um, we're open. New York City is obviously open for business. So we're stoked. Yeah, that's awesome. And and I think, yeah, we pressed our luck. 
and we got away with it for years, like a decade, right? Like like going outside, and I remember rolling the mat. And I had, had a couple of times I had to roll the mats up because it was rainy, or one time it was even too hot. And then yeah, you're the I I think it was the twenty the twenty eighteen outside on the pier. I remember going up there that morning, and being like, "It's raining, like <laughs> it's raining." There's no way you can't take all this and put it in. It's too late. It's either yeah. happening or, or it's not. And uh, yeah. it was it, it that that like unsettling feeling. Like every year, you're like, "Oh, it's really nice," but what if over the basement of the NYAC or or this or they're gonna wrestle, but no fans or i just this is the theater is awesome like you said for two reasons right because you can control the, the weather inside and it's just awesome and you sold it out in one of the most famous um venues on the planet so pretty awesome pretty awesome for sure really looking forward to the event and i guess you know you are we 100 percent back to normal with, with just new york city and beat the streets i remember they were doing zoom workouts and i know the pandemic's not quite over but it's like we're we're through the thick of it. Um, as far as the organization and and beat the streets and the kids practicing and having competitions, are they kind of back full on? Yeah, yeah, we're back. Um, you know, it was really challenging. Obviously, the sport of wrestling is is the worst sport for a, a global pandemic. Uh, New York City was, you know, we were heavily impacted by uh, the the by COVID, and so. The measures were, were pretty intense and pretty restrictive, um, but we came back. I mean, our board was cautious um, and thoughtful, and we obviously always followed New York City's guidelines. I mean, all of our student athletes had to be um, vaccinated, um, but, you know, they were itching to get back. I mean, it's but it, it took a toll. I mean, it, 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 it impacted uh recruiting efforts to get new student athletes you know both boys and girls we, we historically work with 2500 plus student athletes in all all five boroughs um we run we have a training center we have a middle school league we uh, are partners with new york city's athletic association called the psal um, where we have a hundred there's a hundred programs 75 boys programs and 25 girls programs so all in kids that wrestle you're looking at 150 programs with 25 more than 2500 kids so it impacted us but we got through it and um we've really been back since i'm just trying to think it's been a while maybe fall of 2021 in terms of in person but yeah i mean at the time we were we made a really fast pivot uh with the support of beat the streets national where all the different chapters across the country had this goal of a million minutes of impact during the pandemic. So we were doing virtual workouts. I mean, in living rooms, um, for coaches and kids, um, we were having leadership, uh, sort of like discussions, college coaches and athletes and USA wrestling members. And, and we ended up hitting that goal, which was really, it was a quick pivot and, uh, it was, you know, a lot of uncertainty and, but the kids stuck with us. And then we, once we got back in person, we were doing outdoor workouts. I mean, man, you know, you're not doing that. Like I grew up in Florida, uh, <laughs> working outside is not a big deal. It was freezing. Our kids were working out. Our coaches were there with them. And then Omicron came and we had to, you know, we were planning a couple cool events off the mat, like fundraisers that we had to bail on. 
we were hoping to have our first board meeting in two years. We had to bail on that and then in person shut down for a few weeks, but no, we've been back again. Uh, restrictions are lifted. People are taking the subways. People are meeting in offices. Um, and it's, you know, we're really grateful to be back, to be wrestling, mentoring kids. Um, and then we have, we have this Academy program too, that we run where we have, 10 Academy days where we have like four hours of impact. We'll have the theme of the day, which is a life skill workshop. We, we hire a presenter. One of our coaches will run it on goal setting, dealing with failure, managing stress and conflict, academic success, uh, um, nutrition. Uh, and so we did that 10 days. We do college visits. We do a lot of like college prep and academic support. And um, so anyways, all of our programs, everything is back. And again, back to Final X, we're just really excited to be running an event that's so important for us, but also, you know, marketing, you know, partner with USA Wrestling, all these athletes, I'm sure are excited to be competing in New York. And they've always been great in supporting our mission and talking about the importance of, of this event. It's much more than just an exciting wrestling event. Yeah. And I guess to, to that point, right, um, it is an exciting wrestling event, but everything you just described this is a fundraiser for that, right? And you guys are having huge impacts on on so many kids. Um, how do people get involved? How do they, if they want to give a dollar, if they want to give $10,000, whatever. Um, what's the best way, websites, to, text to text to donate? Give, give me the, some deets here if you have them. Yeah, a few things. Um, everything about our mission, uh, which is to um, uh, help develop the it's called full human and athletic potential of our student athletes and strengthen the wrestling culture. Uh, our explanation of programs, you can see our staff, you can see our board of directors, but front and center when you go there is all the information on our annual benefit, um, how to go to purchase a package, go to the event, go to the after party. Um, that's btsny.org is our website. Um, you can follow us on all of our social, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, um, we're always looking for people that, you know, it could be certainly um, you can you can make a donation. It's just text uh, right now. Donations on our text to give all go towards our annual benefit slash final X. So, again, we call this our annual benefit. Our platform has always been these unique matchups or dual meets with Japan, Cuba, Russia. Um, but if you text final X to four, four, three, two, one. Um, that will go towards our annual benefit. Super easy. Um, um, and then again, social website, and then uh, our text to give four four three two one. People interested in doing something a little bit more, um, joining our board of directors, really getting involved, and uh, sort of helping us grow. Um, we have a leadership council, which is like a junior board, and then we're always looking for someone to just drop by a training center practice, mentor a student athlete share their wrestling story and the impact wrestling has had on their life. So, uh, and then they can always just get in touch with me at my email, bbuckley at btsny.org. Okay. Awesome. Um, and you met, you mentioned the, the after party, the gala, the after party. It, it is a really cool event. Um, it's like a who's who of wrestling people. Um, where's it going to be this year? Uh, so it's at a cool, cool venue. It's called Versa, literally across the street. Oh, in 2019, we had to do a little bit of a walk to go to this place in the 
called the Wilson. Um, So Versa has an outdoor patio. Um, It's really nice. It was renovated recently. Uh, I think it's on the seventh or the 10th floor. So uh, it's literally across the street on West 35th street, whereas um, uh, MSG and the Hulu theater and Penn station are all located at 34th street, which is really kind of the heart of midtown Manhattan. Um, subways go there, Long Island Railroad goes there, New Jersey Transit goes there. So it's super convenient um, and, and accessible. Um, a buddy of mine who uh, is a Columbia wrestling alum uh, for jam band fans out there, his name is uh, Todd Schaefer. He's the lead singer for Railroad Earth. They're going to be performing at the after party. Um, and then you get to just be around all the athletes, their families. Um, Coaches, college athletes, college coaches, uh, New York City wrestling community. We always, it's, it's always a who's who uh, in wrestling. And so it's its something. And then by the time I get to that, all the anxiety and stress is washed away. So I look forward to my first beer at that time. That's great. Yeah. And and really, these guys and girls that compete that night, that come to the gala, they're going to be like the ones that win. They're going to be on the world team, right? In the prior years, you win, you match, you beat the streets, you feel good, okay. But this is like, there's a lot on the line, which I think is something that sets this one apart from from years past. Yeah, we're we're certainly excited for uh, this weekend's uh, trials. Um, so Monday, I think Sunday afternoon, it's determined. Sunday evening, so Sunday or Monday, we're going to really begin a big push. So would really appreciate everybody getting their tickets now as opposed to two weeks from now. Um, but uh, yeah, it's ramping up. Our social media is pushing it out. USA Wrestling is pushing it out. Flow, you guys are the best. We uh, just value our partnership so much. So we appreciate all you're doing. And uh, yeah, man, we're just excited to be back. Sweet. And you mentioned uh, just a little bit ago when we were talking about getting through the pandemic, you had mentioned Beat the Streets National. Can you talk to that and just how much it's grown? I know, it, I think maybe New York was the first one, but in the years ago, there was only a couple Beat the Streets organizations, but now there's, I don't know, 20 or 30. I don't even, teen, I don't know. There's a lot, right? There's, uh, there's over a dozen. Uh, it's really ramped up in the last year and a half. I think like a lot of things, Beat the Streets New York, what our origins, when we began, I don't think anybody realized what we would become. And, you know, Mike's idea of this benefit totally catapulted us into another stratosphere of growth and uh, growing our brand. And um, so, yeah, but Beat the Streets National, we, uh, they serve to support all of the different cities, share best practices, um, things that New York is doing and Philly is doing and LA and Chicago are doing. And, you know, sharing that with sites, um, and there's more, you know, Lancaster and Baltimore and DC. And um, there's, you know, what's working for us. Um, and it's also too, though, sometimes what works in one city may not work in other, but there's some general standard operating procedures uh, in terms of how we interact with our coaches and how we measure our impact. You know, we're not just a wrestling club. Like it's, it's really trying to do a little bit more, dig a little bit deeper uh, make a stronger impact on student athletes. Um, and often, in, you know, primarily in the communities where they just don't have access to a lot of those things, you know, they're, where they're, they don't have a lot of mentors and 
Um, they're in a, a public school system that doesn't provide the same types of opportunities in education as those in more affluent areas. Um, you know, we don't have we don't have parents dropping their kids off at a club practice that they're paying for and getting private one on ones. It's you're going to beat the streets, you know, and, you know, a number of years ago, this guy, Brandon Nunez, we had our first um, large division New York state champion. He hardly ever practiced with his team. You know, they just didn't have workout partners. He was going to the training center. He was going to, uh, um, he'd go to the New York athletic club to get workouts. So it's, it's definitely um, a really different type of atmosphere that we're in. And also, you know, that's, that's, that's why we're here. Are there any, you mentioned some of the uniformity between the, the cities and organizations, and obviously some things have to be different. Are there any, like, I think you have best practices or concepts that really float across all of the different cities or, or things that are kind of, hey, this is one thing that, that every organization is going to kind of focus on or, or focus to at some point? Yeah. I mean, like I said, the, um, you got to have some kind of off-the-mat component. So it's not just wrestling. There's obviously a huge impact that's coming from the sport. I mean, at the center, we're a wrestling organization and that's where we deliver a lot of impact. But, you know, in the public school system in New York, they're, you know, they're not getting a lot of um, support uh, in terms of searching for a college, finding a fit, what your test scores need to be, when the dates of those tests are, um, tutoring for those, those tests or, getting all the, the 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 credits that you need um you know dealing with these these skills that i also you know we, we did receive you know, we have a financial skills workshop coming up uh this week we have a career day next week i never went to a career day so we're really trying to you know deliver and that's why we started this academy program um which we found very beneficial um but each beat the streets site has to do something in that realm. Um, and then one thing that's kind of cool what we're doing too, is we're going to be, we're looking to expand into Newark right now. Um, so that's kind of an exciting, uh, venture that's approaching, uh, after we get through the benefit. Right. You work at beat the streets, which isn't just a wrestling club, but obviously there's a wrestling component to it, but you know, you're the executive director and you're, do you ever get to put your shoes on and get on the mat? I mean, I work at floor wrestling. I don't get to wrestle a whole lot, but Mike, Mike Mal does, and some guys do, but do you ever get to get on the mat or are you really just your organization and, you know, on the executive side? Not as much as I like. I love it when I do. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. Emma Randall would always joke. She's like, Brendan, I don't think they, she was on our staff. Um, she, she's always like, I don't really think they realize like, you, you know how to wrestle. Like, <laughs> so when I would, I would show, show, you know, technique at a clinic, uh, it would be cool that they saw a different side to me, the, the, the athletes. So, but I, I do, I do occasionally, not as much as I like. Um, and in the last year or so, but no, I, I like, I like putting my strap of my shoes on and, and I mean, that's why I got into this in the, in the beginning. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm, I'm the same way. And I'm sure Klingman likes to strap his shoes on at times and, uh, and throw down Kyle. You got any, you're patiently hanging out over there. You got any questions here for our man? Brendan Buckley, before we get into uh, sweating it out? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm just interested in Fresno State. And what a what a tragic deal that is with uh, that program going away. That's where you went to college. They dropped it, brought it back, dropped it again. What are your thoughts on possibly getting that program back? 
Yeah, it's uh, it's been really, I mean, just the fact like, you know, you get kick when you're down. Um, it's just hard to, it's hard to digest that they did it a second time. So just starting with that. Um, and then for me, it was the fact that that was, that's the second program. You know, I went to Clemson for three years. Uh, they dropped the team and then I transferred to Fresno State. Obviously got to finish my career. Um but yeah, just uh, my brother wrestled out of pro, University of Central Florida. He used to have a wrestling program. They dropped. That's how he ended up at Clemson. Um, yeah, it's terrible. Um, and then they were doing well. I mean, they were winning. Um, they were filling the stands. It's like in, in, in most areas, they were they were excelling. So that being said, we were one of the early sort of casualties uh, of the pandemic and you know, when you peel back the layers of the onion and you you realize like they, like so many other universities, received all this federal COVID funding. Um, and so it's like, okay, this, as we got into say January of last year, it's like, hey, look, now there's a whole lot more money. Things were starting to open up. Now it's, it's, it's not the same environment it was when you made that sort of knee-jerk reaction to the financial impact and uncertainty that COVID was presenting. So, um, but we were having, you know, we started a website, you know, keep fresnostatewrestling.com. Um, we hired, uh, we had the same PR firm that Stanford was using. Um, we are a little bit more grassroots in terms of not being connected to Silicon Valley like Stanford was. Um, we've now identified a, um, um, uh, a former Stanford wrestling alum uh, as a lawyer to look at some legal um, uh, uh, avenues and paths towards reinstatement. You know, it's, I think at the end of the day, I think a big talking point and an answer, a question they have to answer is uh, the vast majority of uh, uh, the Central Valley where Fresno State's located, it's, just, it's in addition to just being a massive uh, uh, and and uh, elite wrestling destination. I mean, everybody in the central, like people know wrestling. I was kind of equated to it, sort of like a Lehigh Valley on the West Coast. You know, you have a Division One program there that had forty-seven or eight Division One NCAA All Americans uh, that dominated the conference we were in. That was recruit had uh, you know four-time All-American, three-time finalist in Jerry Abbas, and three-time NCAA champ, four-time All-American in Stephen Abbas, a silver medalist. Like, wrestling is a big deal. Uh, but I think the bigger thing is, like, all these student-athletes that are people of color and um, Latinx, that now that was their opportunity to um, uh, participate – or sorry, earn a college degree – you know, and they're blue collar people. It's like, it's just a part of Fresno is kind of like a, a Midwestern culture, um, big agriculture. Um, and so it, it made sense why wrestling was so important and, 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 and popular. Um, and so for those families now, they, you know, like the guy, I think who's from Buller who, where'd he go? Oklahoma, maybe. But the biggest recruits in the country, he was going to Fresno State, you know, so Anyways, it, it's kind of picked up again in the last couple months. Um, so time will tell. Optimistic. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and then I, I got to know about Dennis Delito. I always saw this guy had the raspy voice, 
being coached by that dude, what was that like? Oh, he's an intense guy, man. Uh, yeah, he's an intense dude. Um, but he was great, man. He's motivating and, um, I'm nothing but grateful for, um, uh, the opportunity he presented to me and took great care of me and is, and then it only increased as I got into my college career. You know, I always had him as a reference. He always called any, you know, whether it was at UC Davis or university of Virginia, Columbia, Cal Poly, he was always the first guy to make a call to the AD to tell them why I had to be hired. And, um, I would call him when I was at Cal Poly, we were talking geez, like two, three times a week. And I mean, nothing but respect. He, he kind of single-handedly brought the program back, um, the first time. So, uh, I'd never count him out. And so that's why I got faith in, in our return. All right. Unless Mark has anything, I have a series of five questions for a game called sweated out. Are you ready to play Brendan Buckley in advance of beat the streets, New York? Sir. All right, let's do it. Number one, name one of the two Yankees baseball players that were involved in a wife swap in 1973. What? What? I'm serious. This happened. They just swapped wives? They swapped wives and kids. Sounds like a reality show. I mean, it happened, man. Is it, are, these prominent, are these prominent players? I mean... The the one had the the best ERA uh, in old Yankees stadium history, so not the most prominent, but what you're a Yankees fan, I think. Oh, so goodness. I want to see what sausage. No, uh, you're not going to get it. Fritz Peterson and Mike Kekich. Okay, definitely now, wouldn't have got that. Can we? Can we? Are they? Did they stay swapped? Or did they like? I think, divorced, I think one did. Both? I think one stayed swapped, and the other didn't work work out. So was this was it planned, or is it, I don't? Do you it know it planned? It was planned. Yeah, they planned. Now, did you know out. this coming in? Did you know this factoid coming in? I I did because when I was at the Gable Museum, we had the guy come as one of our celebrities. Fritz Peterson came, so I did all the homework on that, so I knew about that. So I actually did know that coming into this. That's he's done. We yeah. could do, do a whole. I got a bunch of questions, but that's. I think these next four are a little easier. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. Number two, what game show host beat up Happy Gilmore in the movie Happy Gilmore? Oh, uh, uh, Barker. You got it, Bob, Bob Barker. Barker. Number three, what country music superstar threw javelin at Oklahoma State University? Wait, say that again, country music. Oh, um, oh, um, is this uh, the guy who did all my fr high, friends in high places? Well, friends in low places, yeah. <laughs> ah, sorry. <laughs> Wait, don't. The Thunder Rolls. Oh, my God. Just like the quintessential. Country, country star, star in the 90s and sold and, out yeah sold out central park oh man i got played it with Billy Those are the g yeah you come on you got it yeah hold on can we come back to that 
Yeah, sure. I like that. We'll I like that. We'll we'll put a pin okay. in it. Yeah, no one's ever okay. asked. It'll come to me. Like I'm, 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 I'm right. too focused on it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, what fraternal twin brothers from Port Jervis, New York, won Olympic gold medals at the 1984 Los Angeles Olympics? Uh, I'm sorry, say it again. Uh, which, what? Name the fraternal twin brothers from Port Jervis, New York, that won Olympic gold medals at the 1984 Los Angeles Olympics. Is that the Bannocks? Yep, you got it. Number five, and then we gotta go back to your question three. Who did you defeat okay. at the 1997 NCAA Championships of the Uni Dome in Cedar Falls, Iowa, which is right over there for seventh place? Uh, Francis Dunn. Yep. What's cool? done. Ryder. Got it. And then you're back to your country music superstar. If you want to. All right. Mark Brooks. Yep. The G, the, the G, the G uh, brought me back. <laughs> All you right. Is that four out of five? That's four out of five. Nice work. Slow start, but a strong finish there. I gotta, I gotta be honest. I knew he was tied to OSU. I didn't know that he threw the javelin. <laughs> yeah, neither did I. And, and I think he mowed the lawn at the National Wrestling Hall of Fame too. I think he used the rider mower and mowed the lawn right there. So, another wrestling connection. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. That's great. Um, all right, Brendan. Four out of five. I, I'd say that's a pretty good score. Um, and we're pumped up for June 8th, Beat the Streets, uh, you know, combined with Final X in New York City. Um, any any parting words from you? Anything you want to say before we let you move on with your day? Buy tickets. Get, get to the event. Don't miss out on this. New York is back. Our student athletes need the support. You'll, you'll feel good about what you're doing and seeing some high-level wrestling. We have we – have, seven uh uh olympic medalists and uh world uh championship medalists um you know we got taylor dake burroughs marulis hildebrandt um miracle and hancock um so we're excited we're gonna have cool merchandise for sale jeff riccio is our guy if you follow him on instagram you see all the cool digital artwork he does yeah. uh, we'll have signed posters we got some cool t-shirts um, and then uh, we're going to have two to three surprise guests as, just like we did in 2019 when uh, Henry Cejudo and Dan Gable, we had an autograph line. So we'll be announcing that too. And um, yeah, thanks for having me on guys. And it's going to be here very soon. Yeah. Can't wait. It's right around the corner. Brendan, thanks so much for joining us today. We'll see you here in just I think it's like a couple of weeks from now. So thanks so much for, for showing up today. All right, guys. Thanks. Go flow. Appreciate it. You bet. All right, Kyle. Another good one in the books. I thought that was – it's really cool to hear about Beat the Streets being back, New York City being open, and how we're tying Final X and Beat the Streets together in, in the Hulu Theater. It's going to be off the hook. I can't wait. Can't wait for this weekend. Love your backdrop there. You see you have mountains instead of the Bader Show and some yeah, mushrooms. So great. glad you're mixing it up. That's not me. That's super producer Tyler. Big fan of the Boston I like Celtics. It. Okay, well, we'll like see, but we'll see if we can keep it. Aw, puppy. All right, folks, that's going to do it for today's show. For Kyle Klingman, I'm Mark Bader. Thanks so much. We'll see you tomorrow.